All right, hello and welcome to another episode of Sketchbook Audio Visually. I'm your host, Ryan Sketch, here at Sketchbook Audio, and I am really excited to talk to you guys about this topic because I took a little trip down to the, oh, it's called Huntington Place now. It used to be called Cobble Hall for any of those of for any of you who have ever traveled to Detroit during this time of year, there is a big car show that's not necessarily newer cars or anything that's uh, like concept, but it's a lot of older custom cars, a lot of classics, and a lot of things we like to call rat rods. And I am excited to talk to you about just that, rat rods. So stay tuned because we are going to talk about something ratty. All right, we are back here at Sketchbook Audio Visually, uh, your host, Ryan Sketch. And um, I don't know why I did like a little jingle about rat rods. I said, ratty, but whatever. It is what it is, and we're just going to move on. Before I jump into that topic, though, I wanted to make a mention about uh, The Last of Us. If you have not watched or even played the game, what are you doing with your life? I, I just cannot understand what could be more important, what could be more fun than uh, watching or playing The Last of Us. So you need to jump on that. But if you haven't, let me fill you in. Basically, it's a end-of-the-world type situation where uh, this fungus has grown and just run amok and rampant and it is killing people left and right at just an enormous rate and um but the alternative to just dying is you come back as this fungus monster and they're called clickers in the game and the show but uh it's not all fun and games these clickers basically turn into living giant pieces of coral and it's really creepy looking uh it's similar to a zombie they don't really have uh, the high functioning things that uh, you know a normal human being would have uh, they're hive minded so they're completely kind of connected into an internet if you will like an interweb of uh, fungal roots so when once something happens to one like a hundred miles away as long as it's connected to the network <laughs> which is kind of funny uh, it's not dial-up clearly um, then they are able to communicate with the other ones and they're all aware of what is going on. So it's kind of like bees where if something is happening to the queen, the queen gives off, I think like pheromones or some kind of um, scent and the other bees just kind of pick up on it and uh, they all come to her rescue and storm the hive. But uh, it's just unfortunate for those who suffer an attack from uh, this fungus. Now, the interesting thing about this whole premise is it's actually pretty, possible a biohazard level type deal where you know a chemical gets out and it just turns everybody stupid into zombies and stuff eh, it could happen we're not quite there yet it's like every kind of version of the ebola or rabies or whatever it just ends up killing the host almost immediately or leaving them completely incurable and then they just you know die pretty quickly it's very unfortunate but um, we don't really have that kind of zombie uh, potion yet, like, um, or potion, <laughs> it's as though this were Hocus Pocus, uh, like a chemical or that kind of bio-warfare. Uh, it's not like Resident Evil. We're probably not going to be anywhere near that. We're actually probably more likely to experience a Terminator-level uh, 
no, no, dystopian world or uh, end of the world type scenario than we are a Resident Evil one. But in contrast, this fungal thing is actually very plausible because uh, the fungus that typically gets into our body, even let's say Tylenol, or I'm sorry, aspirin, um, it 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 just goes away, or it just it doesn't have any lasting effects. There's nothing really going on. Sure, it like takes away some of the uh, the inflammation or the headaches or the fever, whatever it may be, but it doesn't do anything really negative to our bodies on a long term. Now, there is a fungus that can, uh, it lives in like the Amazon where it's extremely humid all the time. Um, it's the right temperature for this stuff to grow. It can attack small animals, particularly ants. And uh, it's called a zombie fungus. Basically what it does is it attacks the nervous system and the brain system of these ants. And then it just starts to grow outside of it. And then like, basically kills it from the outside in and the inside out it's super weird i definitely would not recommend you looking into it it's disgusting no actually seriously go look into it because it's 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 possible if the overall global temperature continues to rise and it gets more humid and we have these uh just non-stop climate issues certain funguses that we don't see on a regular basis can start to grow and that's what they thrive in are those extreme temperatures especially the humidity uh, so that's what the premise of the last of us is and then you know a lot of people die off because they either you know catch it through spores from the air or they get bit just like a zombie and then uh from there the the disease so to speak spreads you know ad nauseum so Really cool game. Uh, it's scary. It's a little bit like Resident Evil in that fear factor, but it's way more open world. Uh, there's tons to do. It's a cool game. It's won tons of awards, and um, it deserved a TV show, and finally we have one. I'm actually really happy that we have a TV series rather than a straight-on movie. I don't think a movie would have been able to do it the kind of justice that the show is doing it. So really excited for that. Um you know, and same I could say really for Lord of the Rings. I'm really glad that Amazon picked up on the Lord of the Rings and is diving deeper into the history of a lot of the characters uh, rather than making sequels or uh, just continuing the story of a character that we've already seen. Now we're getting the backstory and you get little hints of, oh, well, that person's related to this person. You can see the lineage. You can see the, the tree um, that just continues to sprout into Airborne, Aragorn. Um, uh, Gimli, all of the other hobbits and and the, the just the really prominent elves and the soldiers. Super cool series. I love both of them. Uh, I'm excited for the season two of Lord of the Rings and I think we have one, maybe two episodes left of The Last of Us. Trust me, there's definitely going to be a season two and probably three of The Last of Us. Unless they decide to just cancel it at two and just be like, okay, the game ended, so therefore the TV show ends. I don't know. But watch it. It comes out on Sundays, with the exception of uh, Super Bowl Sunday. It came out on Friday, but you can watch all seven episodes right now on HBO Max. And no, I am not sponsored by HBO Max. Wouldn't that be cool, though? Anyways, let's jump into the key topic of today. That's rat rods. Rat rods are weird. Uh, they are typically classic cars, like the old Model A's, Model T's, um, Ford 
had some like the Ford Deluxe and a lot of old cars and then they get squashed and stripped and rusted purposefully uh, and then then a lot of components like the engine and uh, uh, some other things are exposed and it just makes it really interesting to look at and everybody throws on their own little flair their own little touch and uh, that just helps differentiate it a little bit more uh, from the next guys they do have you know kind of a a trend to follow there is a pattern to them all and i will show you exactly what i'm talking about but if you went to the uh, autorama which is over now it's it was uh, friday through sunday you will probably get to see it next year or there are some other shows that are in between now and then um, that you can check out some of these cars but really interesting and it's just this whole uh niche of owners who love doing this kind of thing everything from west coast to east coast there's tons of people who love doing this stuff and uh, it really caught my attention partially because of how much attention to detail goes into these cars, whether, you know, it's appealing to look at or not. To, I mean, because to be honest, some of them just look like trash, like junkyard heaps of metal. Um, and some of them are truly rusted. Not all of them. Some of them are actually painted to look like they're rusted and uh, or they're given a very specific patina that... Um, will still hold up over the years and it won't rust out completely uh with it, like it being fully exposed so and it's just super cool but there's there's a history to it there's um somebody who coined the name rat rod and um you know we're gonna dive into that right now so let's take a look i pulled up just some basic google stuff just to start there and we can get an understanding of what rat rods really is so <clears throat> hot rod magazine um, editor Gary Baskerville was uh, the guy apparently who was given credit for coining the term rat rod. Um, uh, you know, a vehicle that was built by an artist, Robert Williams, in the early 90s. But it actually goes way back to the 40s, 50s. Um, the 80s was real popular as well as the 90s. And of course, today, people are still doing it. It's a very popular thing. Uh, but traditionally, this is what you're going to see when you think of a rat rod. You take an old Ford model, whatever, and you chop the roof down. I mean, if you just look at this thing, this thing has probably been dropped almost eight inches. And then you get these very flat uh, zero rake type windscreens um, and then a fully exposed engine bay. A lot of times they'll put on these big massive wheels a really powerful engine up front and the interiors can be hit or miss i've seen some very luxurious ones and i've seen ones that are just as ugly on the inside as they are on the outside i know some people probably think this is disgusting and this is horrible why would you want to be in this but there's just something raw and visceral about it that i actually do like and i appreciate it. and at, while i might not appreciate it visually so much as like the colors i do appreciate the amount of attention and passion that goes into building these because it's no easy feat you still have to make sure that the vehicle is structurally sound and i look at vehicles like this and i question <laughs> how structurally sound is this vehicle now you're you're probably not going to get the ability to drive this on the highway there's zero airbags there's no safety on this thing whatsoever but um you know this one obviously is driving on the road uh, there is a way to do it. I forget how you get it registered, but you can only do it during certain times. I think you would never want to take one of these out of the snow, but 
uh, they're still pretty fast. They're pretty cool. And they can be extremely wild uh, from mild to wild. Let's put it that way. So this one's right there in the middle, I'd say. It's got a lot of custom um, holes cut out of it. It's got uh, whatever it says on the grill, the radiator grill. It's got a really big kind of tattoo that you would see on the side of a bomber plane or on the uh, side of a missile. Uh, white walls. White walls are pretty common along with uh, these red um, deep dish wheels. And then, you know, there's just every anything and everything in between. It's almost like uh, chop shops and tattoo parlors and just... Uh, scrapyards kind of all got together and they put these things together and really that's exactly what you're getting you get a lot of pinstriping you're getting a lot of junk that gets welded together to make something beautiful and very cool uh and i, I think that that's another thing that i really like about this and i appreciate it is that a lot of the stuff that you see on a rat rod is just scrap it's just trash and uh oh you know what i just realized something um <laughs> You guys can't see what I'm talking about. Uh, let me find it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> there we go. I needed to shrink that. So we're going to switch. It's me, full screen. And there we go. Okay, so here's what I'm talking about. You've got a lot of junk and scrap that gets put together to make something very beautiful. And it reminds me of this Japanese tradition of uh, taking broken pottery and healing it bringing it back together with gold liquid gold and it actually makes it uh, more durable than it was before and i believe it's called kintsugi yep kintsugi so it's the art of um joining broken pieces with gold or golden joinery and uh it's just a really cool process so here's an example of it you've got this beautiful blue vase or bowl and here's it from the side and then it dropped it got broke so they cure it with gold and it's actually more durable so it's it's like welding a lot of times the weld itself is more durable than the original part if the weld is done right uh, it's a beautiful artistic process and it's really cool because people will you know they're cleaning in their house or uh, there's earthquakes or something natural happens and you know, we could freak out about it. We could panic. Uh, we could just get really broken up, no pun intended, about what we just lost. But then there's these artists who you can bring your pottery or your other things to, and they will fix it and they will make it arguably more beautiful uh, than what it was before. And I'm a Christian. I, I believe in this ability to take something broken and make it new, make it beautiful and, uh, you know, everything just kind of ties back. I'm not going to get into the, the Christianity aspect of this, but there's just something that draws me to it. And I think rat rods is one of those things. While, yes, they're kind of dark, they're kind of gothic, um, a little bit of rusty, they can also be extremely beautiful, especially in a lot of the details. And I think that's where they really shine. Pinstriping, um, just the overall craftsmanship, being able to make this structural frame the way it is and hold this i mean this thing drags on the ground right it look it's probably no more than a penny high off the ground and it still runs perfectly fine um you know and there's there's just so many different variations here's one that's just crazy massive big tires on the back uh the spikes kind of like the motorcycle spikes or 
you see them on uh, semi trucks everything that's uh, exhaust engine it's all fully exposed um, here's a pretty common one so a lot of times what you're gonna see is you're gonna see that cab um, the whether it's got uh, two seats or four seats you're gonna have that cab the firewall is where it gets chopped off so everything from the fender forward is gone no hoods um, barely a grill no bumpers um, well not the kind of bumpers we imagine you know back in the day they just had a big steel bar so that might be what you see sometimes you don't sometimes you just have the axle or just a radiator grill so you've got uh, engine exhaust intake all of that is fully exposed carburetors and uh, the headers so you get that you get the body with um, big wheels front and rear sometimes you have big wheels in the uh, rear sometimes you have a, a, like smaller wheels in the front um, kind of like a drag car uh, let's see what else was common chopping the roof so you right here they'll knock this down and take out like a big chunk right there and drop this down same thing with the front and you get this really squinty windshield which I love because we try to do that in automotive design just for new cars, giving it that really aggressive, narrow window that would never make it to production. You need to be able to reach out and uh, touch Faith. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, reach out and get your McDonald's. That's one of the reasons why they have big openings in the windows. There's other reasons as well, but uh, that happens to be one of them. Um, you know, that also kind of dictates where the belt line is going to be and uh, the base of the greenhouse, that kind of stuff. But, uh, it's just, so if you're sitting in this, your head is basically like, here's the base of the window, right? Or the, the top of the window. So you actually have to like duck out and look out the side and then duck back out and stick your head up and you can barely see what's in the front of you. So the seat's got to be really low. Um, you've got to have at least a big or wide enough glass up in the front. Uh, so that's a pretty common practice. A lot of times you'll see either a really stretched out front end or um, a rear end that's got like, you know, if they put the motor in the rear, that's happened before. I've seen a couple of those. Sometimes they're extremely slammed. Sometimes they're not. Um, here's an example of, you know, just look at all the craziness you can do with these things. I, I love it. Um like this one, you know, a bunch of old random scrap parts and they just welded to the top of the vehicle. They carve this out or CNC mill this out. There's just a lot of really cool. I love how I type in rat rods and this is what I get like, why? So this is, this was a rat bike and, um, you know, I forget this artist's name, but this is really where kind of the rat rod came from. And then they translate that into, you know, in this and this, which is super cool. It's just the detail. I mean, the airbrushing, the pinstriping, the chrome work, the body work. <laughs> what does this have to do with a rat rod? Oh, baby octopus costume. That's so random. All right. Um, here's a Batmobile type one. I mean, that's just super cool. But there's just a lot of different variations of a rat rod. And uh, I've grown to appreciate, I probably would never own one, but I've grown to appreciate them over time because there's just so much work that goes into making them um, drivable, but also 
to make them your own to make them kind of fit in with like the rest of the rat rod crew um but also just make it stand out in a certain way that just speaks to who you are or what you're into and i mean there's really no limit it's just the car can't really look new it's got to have this rusted patina um, look to it now sometimes the car is not really rusted they paint and they do a really good job of making it look this way whether it's painting it and then hitting it with like a blowtorch and making it bubble up in certain places uh, whatever it may be a lot of times you'll get to one of these cars and the paint's not flaking off as though it were rusted or it's falling apart uh, it's actually put together very well now some cars yes they are a complete uh, tetanus shot scare right you know you touch it and you're definitely going to need to go see the doctor but not all of them a lot of the really really good ones like this one for example um you know clean chrome work nice wheels and tires everything structural in the frame are powder coated and uh, very well protected the brakes work some modern features on some of these cars and some not obviously there's a lot of things that wouldn't have ever appeared on a model t or a model uh, a but a lot of things that would and uh, i think oh this might be my favorite wow look at that that's cool so that's kind of my just little spiel quick spiel about um rat rods and uh I, you know i'd love to know what you guys think have you ever seen one have you ever been in one um would you ever own one these are the kind of questions i'd like to get answers from from you guys and uh tell me what you think uh, if you're into this kind of thing i would definitely check out I don't know, like um, Hot Rod Magazine for sure. And we'll just click on it. Hot Rod Magazine um, doesn't give any details about it. Uh, Wikipedia, obviously Google. Um, just so many different places you can learn about rat rods. And like I said, there's there's a little bit of a, a formula to getting a rat rod. Like you take one of these and you just rip off pretty much everything up here all of this goes bye-bye all of this and you're just left with the wheels the exposed engine now back in the day they some of this was pretty common they didn't really have tall roofs they didn't have a lot of the safety things that we do now on the, uh, the rules and whatnot but um you know taking one of any one of these kind of cars and just removing bits and pieces of it to turn it into a rat rod uh, i'm actually a big fan of this one here in the back i'm not exactly sure what it is but it's kind of that al capone type car uh, just sinister dark matte black a um, little bit of chrome work just a cool car and uh you know hey i i'm growing to like that. i mean even this one's pretty cool i would i'd probably rock this but again, this one's painted a little bit more, so it's not quite fitting in with that rusted patina. But uh, I like when they do a lot of black and then they have just enough bold red accents, like just a flat wall on the radiator or on the wheels or something like that. Um, looks really nice. Where you have this matte black and the whole interior is red. Uh, it's just so cool. So anyways, that's my little bit on rat rods. Tell me what you guys think in the comments. And uh, I will talk to you guys next week, hopefully about um well it could be one of any number of things um the dodge hornets should start arriving on dealership lots so i was going to go do a little uh demo of one i'm not sure when mine's coming in but it's supposed to be built soon um i uh i'm going to be going to pittsburgh next monday 
to um, work on a movie set I can't talk about right now. It's actually a TV series, but um, if you're from Pittsburgh or if you know anything about Pittsburgh, what's going on right now, you probably already know what I'm talking about, but yeah. Um, uh, what else? We The uh, March 20th, this um, in three weeks, give or take, I will be going to Vegas for the last call. Uh, it's the very last call for Dodge, and I have no idea what's going on. I will try to embed the little teaser trailer into the end of this, or at least some pictures of what was shown. But basically, it's a leprechaun that gets a hit of like adrenaline or acid, or I have no idea. But next thing you know, Shazam, and this dude is all Zachary Levi jacked, and uh, it's just interesting. So I have no idea what that has to do with um, the next Challenger or Charger, whatever it may be, but could be a hybrid there was some electricity going on in there who knows so that's probably the biggest thing that's coming up soon uh but i'm happy to take any requests or suggestions what i was thinking though of doing was a demo and kind of how i do environments and uh creatures so stay tuned i'm probably going to put up a video of that really soon and uh we'll go from there but in the meantime thanks for tuning in to sketchbook audio visually i'm your host ryan sketch remember be good to one another love one another uh just time's too short and if you have the ability to do so if you live anywhere in the united states particularly in ohio or pennsylvania that eastern palestine east palestine train wreck that happened it's a lot worse than what uh is really being talked about and i would greatly appreciate it if you guys donated and pitched in i'm from ohio i have friends that live in that area and it's pretty devastating um, it's like the flint water crisis all over again lead chemicals whatever in the water uh aaron brockovich is actually in ohio right now trying to help people and uh and get them the money that they deserve from the railroad companies i mean just absolutely horrible so i will talk to you guys next time here on sketchbook audio visually bye oh my gosh i can't find the stop button